Hey, Chloe, what are some of the biggest moments from 2022? You know what? Let's talk about it. Welcome back to Fact of Life with Chloe Noller and Maddie Grace Watson. You are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Welcome back to the Fact of Life podcast. We are so excited to be back with you. Um, This is our first episode of the 2023 year. It's so good to be back in the studio recording and um, just making content for you guys. We're stoked about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, Today, we saw it fitting since this is our first episode of 2023 to look back on some of the biggest moments from 2022. So today we'll be covering the top five. We'll go in reverse order. So we'll cover what we consider the fifth most, the the fifth biggest moment of the year. And then we'll go down to one at the end. Um, We'll close it out with some of our personal biggest moments from the year. So we're excited to share those with you all today. But Without further ado, let's get right into that. So, Chloe, what is our fifth biggest moment from 2022? You know, there are a ton of things that could have made it on this list. 2022 is kind of a really big year mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons. Um, you know, kind of getting back, the world's kind of getting back on its feet, supposedly, after COVID and just a lot of things going on. But one thing was that was pretty big in um, 2022 were the midterms, midterm elections, um, it was an, a crazy uh, experience that was going on there. Um, the expected outcome was this huge red wave. You know, we all expected this huge comeback um, from, you know, President Biden's policies um, just kind of wreaking havoc throughout the country. We really expected to see more. But the actual the actual outcome of that, um, we barely flipped the House. Uh, we have now 222 Republicans. 212 Democrats, and one is currently missing because um, Donald of Virginia died. So that's the House. In the Senate, we still have a Democrat majority. There's actually three independents that vote Democrat, so technically we still could have a majority in the Republican um, Senate, but minority is 49 Republicans. Um, that's just kind of the stats from what happened, but it was a huge surprise. Why do you think it turned out the way it did, my grace? You know, that's really interesting. I remember the radio station here had a, a live election night coverage. And so we were constantly checking the what was happening, constantly checking the results. And I just remember everyone being shocked. You know, people disagreed on how much of a red wave there would be. But I mm-hmm. think there was a pretty large consensus that both the Senate and the House would flip. Obviously, not everyone agreed with that. But there was a pretty substantial amount of people that did. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was just it was interesting because I think a lot of those battleground states that typically, you know, obviously neither party wins both all, all the battleground states. But they all just seemed to stay or go blue. And, um. You know, I, I don't know. I think there's probably a multitude of reasons, but I'm not sure there's necessarily one reason that it, it mm-hmm. happened like that. Um, we, you know, we the Republicans did pull out a win in the House with that very slim majority. And we've even seen the effects of that slim majority coming into 2023 with the new Congress taking place. Um, it'll be interesting to see kind of how that plays out going in and how, how this Congress operates with such a slim majority since yeah. nowadays people are very much so voting on party lines. Right. Yeah, it's so interesting. And I think looking at um, a lot of the states that normally just immediately go blue, um, especially in Washington where I'm from, like 
it was actually a slimmer than it normally is, which was encouraging for me to see. Um, I remember I was sitting up uh, on the stand when we were doing the an election night coverage, kind of talking about Washington and what was going on there. And I just watched the results come in and county after county was red and then red and then red, which normally they are. Um, and then you get to this Seattle um, kind of like, uh, you know, downtown areas um, over there in Tacoma. And it just went blue and blue and blue. And then um, you know, the state itself went blue. But looking at the, the margins, um, it was encouraging because it was a smaller margin between the percentages of voters between Democrats and Republicans. And it was just encouraging to see that um, it did tighten up in areas. But I was listening to um, the Radio Free Hillsdale Hour podcast right here from Hillsdale. And um, our awesome... Um, general manager of the radio station, Scott Bertram, was interviewing Victor Davis Hanson, and they were talking about the election and what kind of happened. And one thing that they talked about was that while the um, Democrats had these terrible policies and they were trying to enact them, um, the Republicans didn't really offer an alternative. They just criticized what the Democrats were doing, but they didn't really offer an alternative. What? How do you fix this? What can we do to, you know... Um, what can we do to help the um, immigration crisis and what can we do to change things that are, are going on um, in the country? How can we fix problems that are that are going on? And they never really offered those solutions. So it kind of gave Americans like, well, we don't like what's going on, but we don't know what you're going to do if you get in office anyways. So I don't know. That was something that I, I had um, thought about. Um, and I just think that really did play in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think there's definitely a... Um, a gap in how the two parties reach out to their their bases, you know, mm-hmm. how they reach out to the people and how they connect with them. And regardless of how you feel about policy, I think in recent years, the Democratic Party has done a better job of reaching out to young people. And yeah, so I mean, absolutely. we've seen it in our generation so much. I mean, that, that's regardless of which policy you agree with or anything. Right. Um, we looking at a poll, poll, an exit poll done by um, NBC News. It says that the, of the people that they surveyed, one eighth of the voters made up their minds about who they would vote for the week before the election. It's interesting because so many people are a lot more like they're they're a lot more easily swayed on mm-hmm. who they will vote for than most people think. You know, I think it's a lot of times it's easy to think that oh, everyone knows exactly what they're going to vote for. But right. There are so many people just living in that middle line and just in that middle zone wanting to know who they should vote for and we see a whole, an eighth of their exit poll mm-hmm. made up their mind the week before well and it's also interesting because you have to you have to um remember the fact that a lot of people vote before election day or after such like there's with absentee ballots people are voting at really strange times before maybe um the end of debates come out or um you know before a lot of information can come out about candidates like people are already voting before um, before Election Day. And so you don't even really know what's happening anymore, what's going to effectively reach the people before they turn in their ballots, before they send in their absentees. You know, um, more and more um, less frequently are you having people go to the polls go inside, vote, get their little I voted sticker, which I just absolutely love. I love I voted stickers. <laughs> it's so great. Of the, like, one election I vote, <laughs> two elections. I don't know. I love them. I know. So, 
you know, it, I think that just also plays a role. I think that we're just really on a new scene right now. And, you know, we've done an episode on uh, voting and and the importance of that and why we need to be proactive as citizens to be looking at the poli- uh, the politicians, the, the candidates, um, looking at their policies and voting based on policy. What are they going to do for the country? How are they going to affect change for the good or bad? And voting for people who are going to defend the Constitution, who are going to uphold freedoms um, that are inalienable to us as human beings because we're created in the image of God. I think that's so important. And um, more than just being a charismatic personality or um, someone who can say all the right things, but someone that actually cares about the nation. There are those people out there, and we need to vote for them, get them in, and um, hopefully they can you know, affect change in the nation. Obviously, that's not what's going to change the heart of the nation back towards um, uh, God, but certainly that is a wonderful thing to defend the nation and the Constitution. So that's our number five, yeah. I think. And, you know, like, one thing, like, the midterm elections – we tend to focus very much so like on Congress, but I do want to like quickly mention um, here in Michigan, we had some tight looking things here in Michigan, especially um, a very highly debated things for sure with Proposition 3, which was Mm -hmm. the abortion bill. And then um, of course, Governor Whitmer's reelection campaign. Um, Those, it's interesting to look at the individual states as well. I know yeah. living here in Michigan, this was my first time kind of living in what is similar to, you know, like a battleground type state um, coming back. I'm from Arkansas, so very very much so um, very similar voting every time. So we kind of we kind of knew, I think 10 minutes after the polls closed in Arkansas, we knew that Governor Sanders was going to be the winner. I think they called it 10 minutes after, but um, here in Michigan... It was it was on the line. People really there was a lot of debating and a lot of campaigning for, especially Proposition Three and, mm-hmm. um, yeah. The I just race. you could go around Hillsdale and just see all the signs, you know, vote no for Proposition Three or vote yes for Proposition Three. Um, you know, yeah, there were a lot of uh, tough issues going on in Michigan, and just to see how those kind of turned out. Um, not in so much of our favor which wasn't Mm -hmm. great but yeah it'll be interesting to see how the elections of 2024 lay out um yeah man who (laughs) runs for president uh come back in the the fall of 2024 to hear all about our kind of recaps i guess i don't know i guess absolutely stay tuned 2024 guys we'll go over those elections as well which will be interesting yeah seeing who our next president will be that's crazy. Just a reminder, you're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. That was the fifth most important, greatest moment of 2022. Um, we're heading to number four. Mighty Grace, what is our number four okay. moment? Drum roll, please. Wherever you're listening, please give us a drum roll. No, I'm kidding. Um, our fourth <laughs> biggest or most newsworthy moment of 2022 was... The death of Queen Elizabeth II. This was a huge moment. I honestly thought she was going to live forever. I mean, I don't say that facetiously. I truly just did not... um, I did not think about the fact that she was not going to be here at some point. But obviously she was human and that can't be. I think she was just such like a household name in so many... Like not even just in the United Kingdom, but I mean obviously in America. Right. Um... Everyone knew everyone knew Queen Elizabeth like 
not well not personally but like <laughs> it was just like a household name i know chloe and i were actually together when we found out the queen died and we were just like oh like that wasn't even like everyone knew she was getting older but i think it was one of those things was so everyone sudden. was like oh like she's actually gone now like it was crazy she yeah. was the united kingdom's longest serving monarch like she reigned for 70 years that is insane that is such a landmark like literally 70 years of a reign like she was phenomenal man she Mm -hmm. she did so much she came to power in 1952 she succeeded by king charles the third um her reign spanned 15 prime ministers she started with the great winston churchill can you believe that like like 15 prime ministers like 15 people who have like gone through their jobs and the whole time she's just always been a constant which i think is like cool though because you have someone like obviously like i'm not advocating for like lifetime rulers or anything like i'm just saying like it's cool because especially with the monarchy in Mm -hmm. the united kingdom um they don't have very much of a political role anymore but they do serve in kind of that that diplomatic role and so you have someone who's been there since you know winston churchill was a prime minister and then Mm -hmm. All across those people kind of keeping that uh, that same like constant thread maybe making sure that they're sticking to the right thing but it's interesting because one of the reasons her reign was so long is that um i think i don't remember quite how old she was but she was very young when her father passed away and so young yeah um uh, she was on a trip in kenya with um prince philip when it happened and i read a story one time that she was told and she like mourned for a second and then but next thing is she stood up straight and was like gotta be the queen now like she dedicated her life to this job which is like insane you know like it's not necessarily i mean you do have a choice but it's not entirely a choice she was born into it which something interesting about that is is um with the original like the original line like the of the like the throne queen elizabeth was not originally meant to be king a queen excuse Mm -hmm. me but um right see originally her uncle edward the eighth was king but then he abdicated the throne to marry um an american wallace simpson who had been divorced twice but he abdicated it was such a scandal yes yeah, back and then. then queen elizabeth's father inherited the throne and all of a sudden queen elizabeth was the heir to the throne like yeah it it's would- it's kind of insane i know i have heard and i mean i know people watch the crown i haven't seen it in a long time um not that it's completely accurate either but i do know that when she was in Kenya, when they landed, um, they had to send people to go get black clothes for her because she had to wear, you know, black garb because obviously her father had died. Um, it was just this big moment. But yeah, man, it just was, it's really crazy that this happened. And I know a lot of, there's a lot of controversy around the royal family and around, and I, I just thought it was funny that, you know, for two young American women talking about <laughs> the English monarchy because back in the day that would have been like, you know, we don't talk about the monarchy anymore. We're free from them. But I think she, Queen Elizabeth was such a a symbol. Um, I don't know. I, I know there's a lot of criticism, especially from like, you know, modern day like feminists and just women in general thinking that she was, you know, super old fashioned and super... Like she, you know, you, you hear the controversy with Megan and um, Princess Kate and just like, you know, all the rules that she couldn't handle and things like that. But I don't know. I think the way I've seen it is just that she was, she was the queen and she looked at life through this, this aspect of, 
I have a duty to serve my country. It's not about me. It's not about what I want. It's about representing my country well, serving my country. It's about the country, not me. And I just, I see that. Um, and her, her influence into the family was just this, like, let's hold our heads high. Let's be people that can be respected and just be a symbol for our nation. No, we don't have political power anymore necessarily, but we can be, you know, we can, we can stand up for what is just, what is right. And she didn't sway to, you know, opinions. Like she wasn't going to just follow the modern trends. Like she was, she was classic and she, she stood up for, for what she believed in. And she was, she just was the symbol of, of someone who truly was selflessly caring for her country mm-hmm. and think, not thinking about herself. I think selfless is a very good word for that. You know, Queen Elizabeth, and we could get all into the whole royal family, everything. We on might actually. Episode, and we might. We, we've <laughs> talked about it, actually. But, you know, Queen Elizabeth, she was born into this role. She got it at a young age because her father died. And for 70 years, she ruled and kind of gave her life to the United Kingdom. Regardless of what you think about monarchies, It's it was... I would th- I think selfless is a very good word to describe mm-hmm. it. Um, like I said, we could really get into it, but I think it's interesting because you have like the queen who didn't choose this life, but ruled for seventy years and gave her life to the country, and then you have like Meghan Markle, for instance, who did choose this life and right. I literally had a choice and just made choices that, from my perspective, were not the most selfless. Yeah, absolutely. At all. And yeah. like I said, that's a whole episode to unpack. <laughs> um, but yeah, so moving on to the third most newsworthy moment of 2022. Any guesses? Any guesses? Alrighty, Chloe. What was it? You know, something that was hugely landmark all over the news, all over 2022. Elon Musk takes over Twitter. Wow. I what think, a moment. I think everyone had like, kind of talked about this for a long time but i don't at least i never thought it would actually happen I like just, i never actually expected elon musk what, to take over twitter what a power move like i just i can't even get over the fact that he just is like i have all this money i'm gonna buy twitter like you can't really do anything about elon it. musk thing i've ever heard he's <laughs> I just, just like, love it you know what i'm not happy let me just go buy twitter i i just think that's so great and i i love that i mean i'm not we don't really know exactly what elon musk believes or what he's you know standing up for but he's an odd man he he really is but he is not swayed by you know what people think of him or what people are saying about him like on the news or whatever like he doesn't care and he's gonna do what he wants and he got twitter and has has president trump been reinstated yet are they doing um i i'm not sure i think president trump has said I, I could be completely wrong on this but i'm pretty sure he has said he won't be going back I, th- I, I think i've seen that i, I know i saw a video yesterday i haven't like paid super close attention i know like researching this and seeing kind of like, the timeline of everything mm-hmm. that happened i was like oh like i didn't even know that happened i just knew that elon musk kind right. of taking over twitter happened for a while but um yeah it goes all the way back to april when he purchased more than nine percent of their shares of twitter's shares and they offered him a board seat at first and um he, I think that plan kind of fell through pretty quickly, and they were like, wait, maybe we shouldn't have Elon Musk take over the company, <laughs> but um, 
then I think he ended up offering about $44 billion to buy Twitter, which equaled out to about $54.20 a share. And, okay, um, $44 billion. Only Elon Musk can just kind of like, I just can't I'm even gonna buy Twitter. I'm going to give all my money. mind around that. But yeah, by the end of April, by April 25th, Twitter decided to accept his offer, which... I just want to remind you guys, Elon Musk is worth $271.1 billion. So, like, this literally did not set him back. Like, Mm-mm. he bought Twitter for $44 billion. That's hardly anything out of his out mm-hmm. of his wallet. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's such it, a big number. I just don't even know where to put that in my mind. I know. I didn't even realize also, like, how back and forth this whole thing was. I mean, I knew, like, the transition, like, happened over multiple months. But looking at, like, in May, Elon Musk was like, you know what? I'm kind of not going to – I'm putting the deal on hold. And then they were like, wait, but we've already had this. And so Twitter ended up suing Elon Musk in a Delaware court to enforce the deal. And I guess um, in October – he was finally like, all right, we're doing this. And he did end up going with the offer. It was such offer, a wild ride. I couldn't, I never really. Firing like everyone, including <laughs> the CEO and policy director and just kind of made it his own. Yeah. Wow. I really, I really just love that because you're seeing someone that has the opportunity to make a difference on something. And he did. Um, Whether that, you agree with anything he says or not. It's, right. He, he took it into his own hands. That is for sure. He really did. And we're loving that. So that was our third most newsworthy moment of number three. After the break, we'll get back to our second and first biggest moment. Just want to remind you guys, you're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 11.7 FM. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you after the break. Welcome back to Fact of Life with Chloe Noller and Maddie Grace Watson. You are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Welcome back to Fact of Life. You're listening to Chloe Noller and Maddie Grace Watson discuss the top five moments of 2022. Man, we've discussed the midterm elections. We've discussed the wonderful Queen Elizabeth dying at age 96. And we talked about Elon Musk taking over Twitter. But now in the second half of this show today, we're talking about our second and first top moments. Maddie Grace, what made it to the number two spot? Alrighty, so for number two today, we have Russia invading Ukraine. This that, is just such a big mm. moment. Like, I I don't know. I mean, I definitely want to delve into more and research more about this. I know there's just so much mm-hmm. about Ukraine, about the war, everything going on. And I know we've gotten a lot of requests to do an episode mm-hmm. on this. And I think we definitely will, but we want to make sure that we're fully yeah. informed and... Um, Mm-hmm. going to be able to speak well to that yeah. issue. So definitely, if this is a topic you want us to go into on, I know like Chloe said, we've had a good amount of people who are interested in it, but definitely reach out to us and let mm-hmm. us know. And honestly, like that goes with any topic. We want to talk about what you guys want to hear. So definitely reach out on that. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, this event takes us all the way back to February. I can't I, even believe that. It's almost been a year. I remember sitting in my living room and like I have a picture of the TV from that night. Like the news reporter is there and like he has like a hard hat, like military type thing like he was he was in ukraine right and i just remember sitting there thinking 
what what is happening like yeah this is insane I, I just know um my high school history teacher would always start out our American like our honors American class with um just like current events and we just kept hearing about like rising tensions in Ukraine and we would read things from the Cold War because we kind of had reached that point in our class and like it was just like wait a second this actually might happen and then all of a sudden we get news that um you know Russia had attacked Ukraine in multiple places most notably in Kiev I just remember this moment I was sitting on my bed and it just kind of hit me that this was happening in my lifetime I guess and I know that there is constant warfare going on around the world. Um, There's a lot of places where there are countries that are just war-torn. But it really hit me that Russia was invading Ukraine for no reason um, other than to just assert their dominance and take over Ukraine. Like, And I just remember sitting there reading my Bible and I was just so, like, struck that, like, there were people, as I was just sitting there, there were people dying um, and families being torn apart in Ukraine while I was sitting there. And I just remember being struck by that. And I remember reading um, in Psalms where it says, unless the Lord builds the house, those who labor build it in vain. Um, And I I just, it just struck me that like God is sovereign and God is, is reigning over all. And that no matter what happens, this nothing is a surprise for the Lord. And he's using everything for his ultimate plan and glory. And so that was a comfort to me in that moment. But I don't know. It was just such an, a moment that I really didn't think would happen, but definitely it was very is. surreal. Yeah, very surreal. It was, it was weird though because like we ever we all saw it happening on TV. We all saw it happening, but also like in at least for uh, like in America, like our day to day lives and most people around the world's day to day lives weren't that affected by it, other than right. of course like our government giving money we don't have to them. But right. like our day to day lives weren't. Like, it wasn't truly affected by it as it was for the people in Ukraine. But then we turn on the TV and we, like, I just remember sitting there watching, like, video footage of bombs going off in Ukraine. And I remember in those, like, first, that that very first moment, hardly anybody expected, like, really hardly anybody, if anyone at all, expected it to last this long. So many people, most people expected Ukraine to fall quickly. Yeah. Like, we all did. Like, when... They started, like, actually putting up, like, a substantial fight. Everyone was so shocked that it was, like, that Russia didn't just, like, overpower them. Because especially if you look, like, at the size and power of Russia compared to Ukraine. Like, they're just a bigger country in everything. Like, yeah, people, land, and military. Russia like, just was not in the position to do that. And Putin should have known that. I think he does, does know that now. But as far as their people and their, their um, money situation and just everything going on, like, they didn't have the money or the resources to do it. And I don't know, like I said, there's just so much we can go into that, but that was a huge moment. And, you know, um, I think it it also was just a really good reminder to us to remember that literally all over the world, there are people that, you know, are persecuted for their faith that are dying for literally no reason. um, And that we need to be in prayer for them. And, and remembering that like, while we live, you know, wonderful lives in America with their own difficulties that, there are a lot of people around the world that need help and um, just a reminder to be in prayer for for the, the people in war zones and under persecution and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's it's very interesting. We're nearing the like year mark of the war in Ukraine. Like it's insane that it's even gone 
on that long. I, it'll be interesting to see how history looks back on this. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, like, how, like we said, like, this could definitely be, like, an entirely different episode in its own accord. But it'll be interesting, to, especially, to see how history and, like, history classes, history books look back on at least America's role in it. Like, will it be another, like, will, like how will they, how will they look at it? Will they say we didn't do enough or will they say why were we even like involved like it'll just be very interesting to see how they look back on it but we could totally unpack that in another episode and mm-hmm. we probably will honestly we probably yeah. we probably will so definitely definitely stay tuned for that one and reach out to us if that's something you'd like to hear yeah absolutely now jumping to our first moment this is the biggest moment i feel like that landmarked 2022 it will be remembered for a long time because of this moment. And I think it was such a long time in coming. People have been praying for it for so long. And what should mm-hmm. have been the 50-year mark of Roe v. Wade on uh, June 24th of 2022, the Supreme Court handed down the Dobbs decision that reversed Roe v. Wade. I know. This was so incredible. When we were looking at like the top five events, like we said at the beginning, there were so many things we could have chosen. But I know immediately this we were both like, no, yeah. we're putting this in and it's going at number it one. Is, like, it is number one. We, without a doubt, we knew that this would be number one. And it's so insane living in a like what they call a post-row America. Yeah. Um, this it's something I think a lot of people fought for for a long time. And weren't sure when we would see it but now we are and we did an if you want to go back and listen to one of our past segments we did do a segment on abortion and all of that kind of thing so definitely go check us out on spotify or apple podcast and Mm -hmm. listen to that episode more in depth for sure Mm -hmm. but this it's crazy i i remember i was kayaking with my dad and brother and we were on like a little camping trip and we got back in the car and I turned my phone back on and I got a text from my high school teacher and she said Roe v. Wade was reversed. And then I started getting the news alerts as my phone like reloaded the things that had happened while I was gone. And it was like Roe v. Wade overturned, Roe v. Wade overturned, Dobbs handed down, Roe v. Wade overturned. And I just remember sitting there and I was like, oh my word, I cannot believe this. And we just, we sat right there and prayed and thanked the Lord for that incredible blessing and then just prayed again because as a a common misconception is abortion is not outlawed now now the Mm -hmm. fight has only begun now we actually have the ability to fight against abortion we now have the legal rights to do that and it matters so much more now than it ever has before because now we actually can do something about Mm -hmm. it we can do something if anything, the fight like is just beginning. Right. You know, a lot of people who choose not to be informed about things, people who choose not to do their own research on events, don't know. I mean, like Chloe said, they don't realize that what really happened was that the Supreme Court said, hey, maybe this ruling wasn't constitutional because maybe the Constitution doesn't even mention abortion. And what a lot of people know, even um, the late Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who was pro-choice, also said, you know, maybe the, maybe the court overstepped on this one. Yeah. But now it's up to the states. And the, fight, the pro-life fight is, if anything, bigger because now people can actually, can actually do something. You know, it's not just... It doesn't have to follow this whole process where 
a court case goes all the way up to the United States Supreme Court and they rule on it. Like, now it's up to each state. And mm-hmm. those pro-life advocates, like, we have to be fighting in each state because there's still so many, so many places where people are still trying to get it protected in their state constitutions, which is so, so dangerous and so, so sad. Yeah, absolutely. That was something we talked about um, with the elections that Michigan and California both had propositions to add the right to abortion to the Constitution. And that is just devastating that in their written, you know, code of law for the state that they would allow this so-called right. Um, But I just want to read the first line of the Supreme Court case in Dobbs. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And this is just such a landmark statement, as we've said. But the Supreme Court said in um, Justice Alito's majority opinion, held, the Constitution does not confer a right to abortion. Roe and Casey are overruled, and the authority to regulate abortion is returned to the people and their elected representatives. Now, like we just said, the fight has only just begun. There are so many states that still allow abortion, um, or some that even continue to promote abortion. Um, I know in my home state of Washington, that is the case. In California, we have Michigan, New York, New Jersey. um, Alaska, Alaska, Hawaii. Yeah, Delaware, Oregon, Illinois. There are so many places that are still... um, I mean, there's there's a list could go on. There's a great resource um, if you just look up these things that... The states where abortion is still allowed, um, there's different um, like levels of wh- how much they allow. But the the most I think um, far extreme states would definitely be you know California, Washington, New York, um, Michigan now. Um, but yeah, these kind of places that are very are turning very liberal. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I know we mentioned it earlier, but. The Proposition 3 in Michigan is something we all were very aware of for a long time. But it's also, like, it's very necessary to be aware of what's going on in your state politics. Like, obviously, Mm -hmm. politics is not for everyone. Not everyone has to be a politician or work in government. But it is something that affects everyone. It's something that we all need to be informed about. And all need to. we've talked about this before. We talked about it with voting. Mm -hmm. We talked about it with um, our episode on abortion. The biggest thing is to make sure you're educated and really choose what's important to you and fight fight for those principles, whatever that is, whether it's the pro-life movement or it's something else. Um, the, the fight in this scenario is not over. Roe v. Wade just gave us the opportunity to fight on that battleground. Mm-hmm. It opened the door, so to speak, for, yeah. for that fight. Yeah. And, you know, it's just a reminder for all of us to continue to support women who have had abortions or are who even those that are thinking about it to come alongside them mm-hmm. to encourage them pray for them support and love on them and um help them see that there are other choices there are mm-hmm. you know other other things to be done and you know that the the life inside them is so valuable mm-hmm. um and it's so it's so important to in this process of fighting for life and helping mothers see that there are other options is beyond helping them see that decision, like Chloe said, like supporting them, mm-hmm. supporting them after that. And if if we can't like provide resources, and I know so many, so many pro-life organizations do that, which is absolutely incredible, mm-hmm. but we just need to make sure we're really, really 
really trying for that, which yeah. is which is amazing. I just I love there was the March for Life, you know, the other day um, on the I think the twenty first, um, but you know that was supposed to be the fifty year um, the fifty year anniversary of of Roe v Wade and. For the first time, that is now no longer the case. And so, you know, I wasn't able to make it to the March for Life. I know Hillsdale took a group of students down there um, to D.C. to participate in that and just support. Um, and I, I heard that it was a really wonderful experience mm-hmm. for a lot of people. But um, just so unique that we get to really make a difference now um, in the post row generation. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see where where this fight takes us and you know it'll also be interesting to see what our top five moments of 2023 will be um, absolutely yeah this there's time a next lot going year on. we'll be covering that um i hope you all enjoyed our top top five new most newsworthy moments um yeah it's kind of like so much happened last year the queen died russia invaded ukraine elon musk took over twitter we had this crazy midterm election and roe v so wade was much. overturned and now we're sitting here in january of a new year and it's like what's gonna happen like you know billy oh. you know billy joel's song we didn't start the fire yes okay so one of my last assignment in my honors american class in high school before i graduated we had to write two new verses of we didn't start the fire because the song talks about like all the things going on like vietnam war like all the things you know happening whatever and so we had yeah my friend um caroline and i rewrote we just wrote two new uh verses of the song and performed it for the class but you know it was just like the big moments we still (laughs) i remember one of the the last lines of our song we said the queen's still kicking but unfortunately that didn't remain true for 2022 but um, we'll have to see what happens. That's crazy. But yeah. before, you know, we end at this episode, you know, we actually do live some lives, man. Yeah. We before, besides some... talking about politics. I, I, <laughs> no, we don't. Surprisingly, we don't just live our entire lives in the recording studio. But yeah, you know, we also had some like pretty big moments of 2022 ourselves. I mean, especially coming, we, we moved to college. I know like for me, uh, some of my top five moments, you know, I, moved to college, moved 12 hours away from home. We started this podcast, which is insane because so I don't insane. think either of us were like intending to start. I didn't come like, here for the purpose of starting a podcast, oh no, I but was, I'm not mad about it. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. I never thought I'd be on the radio and here we are It's on awesome. Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 <laughs> FM, just living life. Um, it's so good. But yeah, graduating from high school, um, my other two, I actually, I did this really cool oratorical contest with the American Legion and I got to go to nationals for that where I got to perform some speeches on the constitution which was an amazing opportunity that I'm just so grateful for I got to meet some really incredible people and then my other other top five that I mentioned um I got to work as a camp counselor at the summer camp I grew up going to so yeah it was definitely a crazy year for us too but I can already tell 2023 is going to be even more crazy than 2022 for us oh I know oh so insane yeah like we said we graduated um that was insane like I felt Mm -hmm. like for so long graduation was the moment that was coming up in the future it was gonna happen um but didn't ever expect that I would stand wearing a graduation cap and tossing it in the air because I'd finished high school but we did and um you know moved 30 hours away from home (laughs) in my lovely state of Washington um to go to Hillsdale College um and even even that was just the biggest blessing um you know the place I've wanted to go pretty much since you know like eighth to freshman 
eighth grade to freshman year. Um, mm-hmm. Just had my heart set and knowing that God's going to provide no matter where he wants to send me. But, you know, it uh, allowed me to come here and just do a lot of cool things, which include meeting the Victor Davis Hanson. Uh, still can't believe that that actually happened to I me. I can remember when she met Victor Davis Hanson. Like, like she mm. was in total, like, I wasn't there when she physically met him, but she just didn't stop talking about it. She, I didn't. Like, leading up to it and afterwards, like, she loves Victor Davis Hanson. Y'all, he was on campus, um, like, a week and a half before that, before I got to meet him, like, before the conference I was at, and... Like, I went in search. I, I went to all around campus, searched in places I probably shouldn't have even been at. But, you know, as a freshman, I could pass off as just not knowing where I was going. No, she <laughs> would, like, walk around, like, study in different spots. I like... want to meet him. I did now meet him. Mm-hmm. But he is a phenomenal man, and I just, I needed to meet this guy. He's brilliant. Love his books. Totally recommend his podcasts, the books he does, the, the articles he writes. Victor Davis Hansen is an incredible man. Yeah, we will stand by that. We we're, we are very lucky to get some very incredible visitors to campus here. Absolutely, um, and it's so amazing too that students like like Chloe got to meet him. Um, it's actually a really cool story how Chloe got to meet him. Yeah, uh, Chief here Thank on you, campus. Chief. He was like he told Chloe was like oh you like she mentioned she loved Victor Davis hands and he's like okay like. I have an extra ticket. Come on. Oh, and so she so got to meet him, which was absolutely so cool. Um, so cool. We, we're very, very blessed at, at the school. Absolutely. And there's so many incredible opportunities. So yeah. many great professors, deans, incredible. all the things. And, and I even joined the mock trial team, and that's been a huge blessing uh, just mm-hmm. to see how, just to meet the wonderful people there and gain, you know, public speaking skills that thinking on your feet and even when you're demolished on the stand, you know, it's okay. And you can get back up and do it again. It's so much fun. I, I enjoyed mm-hmm. that a lot. And yeah, like we said before, we started the podcast here, um, Fact of Life on Hillsdale Radio. It's so exciting. And we are so excited to be able to get to do this for you guys. Um, we really love uh, being able to talk to you guys every week and, um, you know, just getting this this ability to shine a light and to share what we believe in, what we're passionate about, standing up for life, standing up for freedom and um, liberty and, and fighting for the gospel, fighting for absolute truth and, you know, fighting for biblical values of the nuclear family and a woman's role in society and just everything like that. We're so I'm thankful and blessed by the opportunity to come on here and talk about those things. You know, grateful that we can right now in America and and be able to express our our thoughts about these things. It's a huge privilege, and um, we realize that, and we're just really grateful. Yes, absolutely. Getting this opportunity to come and talk about what matters most to us is is an opportunity we are very, very blessed to have. Um, quickly, just like looking forward in 2023, we are hoping to get some really cool interview um, interviews here. So if you have anyone, literally anyone, like I don't care how big it is, you want us to try to interview, reach out to us. Let mm-hmm. us know. You can DM us on Instagram. Our handle is at Fact of Life. You can email us, factoflifepodcast at gmail.com. Let us know because we, if there's someone you want us to interview, we want to do that absolutely We're so down yeah. yeah so like i said you know reach out to us on instagram or email follow us on instagram while you're at it um you can listen to us on spotify apple Podcasts, really wherever you get your podcasts and that's on our own page and then you can also listen to us on the radio free hillsdale uh, radio station and on their transistor station that's as right. well yeah 
so exciting you guys we really want to thank you for the support and we're glad to be able to be on here for you as always my name is chloe noller and i'm maddie grace watson and, and we, we approve of this message, message.